Pretty Dece, Pretty Dece, here we go. Facebook.com slash Pretty Show. It's time to geek out with Josh, your host. What's up, everybody? I'm Josh Meek, the Uber Geek. Thank you very much for joining me here on Pretty Dece, your daily entertainment and pop culture show. Now, yesterday on Pretty Dece, we covered my top 10 video games of the year. Today, we're going to do the exact same thing for movies, my top 10 movies of the year. This was a fantastic year for movies, lots of awesome superhero movies, lots of great movies in general. So let's jump right into my list, shall we? Number 10 is a very recent movie that I've seen. It is Bright, the Netflix original movie Bright starring Will Smith. Now, this is a movie that has been critically panned. People are talking about it as the the worst movie of the year in, in, some, in some places. But I really liked Bright. I can fully accept that Bright is a silly, goofy B-movie that doesn't really have anything important to say. But that's perfectly fine. I understand that it's a movie that is, is goofy and silly and I'm supposed to eat popcorn through and just thoroughly enjoy. Uh, and that's exactly what it is. It's a weird mix-up of a, a cop movie and kind of Shadowrun-esque uh, universe with orcs and elves and centaurs and dragons. Um, they throw in gangster rap and, and they throw in just this hard-boiled Will Smith uh, cop. It's great. The movie is fantastic. It goes in some really, really weird directions. And it's a really fun one just to turn your brain off and enjoy. It's actually kind of interesting that, you know, critically the movie is getting panned, but all the audience reviews of the movie are are fairly decent, fairly high. I think the audience is understanding that the movie is supposed to just be goofy fun and are accepting it for what it is. So if you have Netflix and haven't checked out Bright, give it a shot. You might like it. Moving on from there, number nine comes to uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Now, it hurts me to put this movie this low because I love Guardians of the Galaxy so, so much. I was a huge fan of the comic series before they ever even thought about making a movie and massive fan of the original movie. I'm also a massive fan of this version, the volume two. However, it's kind of just more of the same. They weren't really breaking a ton of new ground in terms of tone or anything they were doing, uh, but it's still just, you know, super, super good Guardians of the Galaxy. So you can't fault it, but that is what kind of drops it down a little lower. I do really like kind of the fleshing out of the Guardians world. I really liked Ego, the living planet. And, you know, the, the new additions to the team, Mantis, uh, are really, really great. I really like kind of the things that they did there. And I really like fleshing out the Ravagers as a whole to find out more about them, to meet more members of those teams. I thought it was really cool to understand a bit more about how that whole Ravager system works. So Guardians of the Galaxy is a super, super solid film that unfortunately suffers because there are a lot of really good movies of this year. Moving on from there, we come to number eight, which is Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman is, a, is kind of a different take on a superhero movie. Of course, the, uh, you know, uh, female empowerment superhero, which I'm really happy exists for all the little girls out there. They, they have someone that they can look up to instead of just, you know, big beefy men in their superhero movies. And Wonder Woman is an incredible film uh, in its own right. Um, Gal Gadot does a great job portraying a really awesome character. 
I like that Wonder Woman is, is both, you know, naive and incredibly wise throughout the film, kind of from, from both angles. I like that the, you know, I like, I like kind of the big, big twist with the villain in the end, even though a lot of people didn't end up liking it. And all of the supporting cast that she uh, she kind of assembles as she goes through the movie are incredibly well done for what little screen time they get. So it's just a general, it's a feel-good, it's an awesome movie. I really, really liked Wonder Woman as kind of a, a different take on a superhero movie uh, than, we, than we normally get. It was very, very refreshing. Moving on from there, we come to my number seven movie of the year, which is Thor Ragnarok. Now... If Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 was just more of the same for Guardians of the Galaxy, Thor Ragnarok is a complete departure from the rest of the Thor movies. You know, Thor in his solo movies had been kind of very serious. The only humor that there had been in those movies had come from him kind of not understanding the world around him. But he himself was, was very, very, very serious, very stoic. And in the Avengers, he got to crack a little bit more, uh, you know, jokes, but but mostly kind of a very serious character. This movie, he goes into Guardians of the Galaxy style humor, which at first I was not sure if I would be if I would be into if it would work for Thor. Uh, but it works incredibly well. Within a couple minutes, you're you're right on board with the new tone and with the uh, more wisecracking Thor that they present to you in this movie. And it's a really smart direction for Thor to go. I really like what they're doing. And, you know, the fact that Thor is kind of on this collision course quite literally with Guardians of the Galaxy in these series of movies, it makes sense for his tone to come to match theirs. And I really like the uh, the characters and stuff they introduce in this film as well. Jeff Goldblum's character is fantastic as the Collector, just being as Jeff Goldblumy as you could possibly imagine. Valkyrie is an awesome addition to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And, and in general, everyone got to just, uh, you know, really, really portray the fullest of, of their character. Um, and it was great. It was a really, really fun film and an awesome addition to the Thor series. Moving on from there, movie number six is Justice League. Now, Justice League had a lot to live up to as it was starting out. There had been, you know, Avengers movies. There had been other superhero team-up movies that Justice League was no doubt going to be compared to. And the Avengers movies are some of the best superhero movies that had ever existed. So going into Justice League, I was fully prepared to be a complete apologist for Justice League and having to make excuses for, oh, it's not as good because of these reasons. And I didn't need to do any of that. Justice League is a fantastic movie, full stop. It uh, it does a great job of throwing these characters together who they haven't really had a ton of time to do any sort of character development. Unlike Avengers, where everyone had kind of had their own little solo thing going on. Justice League, we didn't know much about Aquaman. We didn't know much about Flash, anything really about Cyborg. And they managed to, to throw everyone here into this one movie, give everyone uh, their own personality, give everyone a time to shine, give everyone a time to show why they're on the team, and give everyone a moment to interact with everyone else so you truly understood why they were there, why they were working together, and it ended up feeling like much more of a team than the Avengers movies actually do. And then they also did the awesome task, the very hard task, of making Superman seem truly, truly scary. 
you know, he's a guy who everyone jokes is a big Boy Scout. Um, very played out. A lot of people don't like Superman stories because there's really not a lot to, uh, to play in. There's not a lot of room to work with. And in this movie, Superman, you know, comes out of nowhere and is, is incredibly powerful and incredibly brutal. And there's a couple scenes where you just really understand the sheer, um, you know, force of God that is Superman. So overall, Justice League is fantastic, and I cannot wait for the sequel. Going on from there, we're getting into my top five now. My number five movie of the year is Star Wars The Last Jedi. Now, The Last Jedi is a movie that I've, I've seen just very recently here, and it's a, a weird movie as far as the reception to it. Critically, it's very well received. People are seeming to like it a lot. The general audience reception, however, is a bit more tepid. People don't seem to be liking a lot of the decisions that you know director Ryan Johnson is making uh, as, as he was creating the movie. They don't like some of the decisions and some of the directions that the story is going, uh, and they don't like the kind of answers to some of the questions that The Force Awakens set up. And, you know, I really liked all of those things. Um, there's kind of one big mystery from The Force Awakens, which is, who are Rey's parents? And we get an answer to that in The Force Awakens. And I won't get into any spoilers here if you haven't seen it yet. But people don't like the answer that they got, and I think the answer is is really awesome. I think it's a really fantastic answer, and I think it makes Rey stronger as a character because of it. So if you felt gypped because of that, if you felt like that wasn't a good, a good satisfactory answer, I mean, that's just, that's how life goes. People also didn't seem to like some of the, the treatment of the, of the maybe existing characters, the long-running characters. And again, I thought that sort of de-emphasizing some of those guys while giving them their, their moment in the sun was a really good way to put the focus on the new characters that were introduced in this trilogy. Which again, is the whole point of having a new trilogy, creating these new characters, creating these new stars. So unfortunately, if, if you wanted Luke Skywalker to come and be the main star of the movie, that just wasn't going to happen. Uh, but I really, really liked what they did with him and, and you know what they've done with him and the other legacy stars so far. So overall, even though Star Wars The Last Jedi was not uh, heading in the direction that you expected it to go, I really, really enjoyed the direction that it went in. Some great scenes and some great storytelling therein. Moving on from there... Come to my movie number four, which is a bit different than the other movies on my list, and that is Get Out. Get Out is the uh, the debut from director Jordan Peele, and you would not know it was his directorial debut from watching the movie. It is expertly done. It is a uh, racial horror film, and so it, it, it made some headlines. It has a lot to say because of the uh, racial connotations and, and the... The, uh, the racial commentary that it presents. And it's a great movie for those reasons. It's a great movie to go and watch kind of with a notebook and, and, and learn things and understand what it's trying to say. But at the same time, it's also just a great movie to go and watch and eat popcorn and super enjoy and be scared throughout. They do a great job of building tension. They do a great job of hinting at what's going on with the world and with the nature of of all of the characters and then when they actually drop the bomb of what actually is happening and all the plot twists start start happening uh, you're still absolutely blown away uh, get out is, is definitely the most suspenseful movie that I've seen of the year and uh, and a super super fun one to boot so go check out get out if you haven't seen it on from there we're getting into the good ones now we're in top three 
my number three film of the year is Spider-Man Homecoming. Now, Spider-Man is one of my favorite, my favorite superhero of all time. Kind of hands down, Spider-Man is my guy. I've always been a fan of Spider-Man in the comics. I'm definitely a fan of the Spider-Man movies, even though, you know, they've had their ups and downs. But when Marvel got the rights to add Spider-Man to the actual Marvel Cinematic Universe, I was overjoyed. I was super excited to see Marvel's take on the character finally, and I was also really ecstatic to see Spider-Man finally interact with Captain America and Iron Man uh, and, and Hulk and all of those all of those guys. I was really really excited to see him merged in, and this is kind of the first uh, first film where it is the fruit of those efforts, and I love this version of Spider-Man. Uh, first of all, fantastic actor to portray Spider-Man. He does an act absolutely fantastic job. I love that we get a Spider-Man in high school. You know, in the comics, we're very used to right now a 30-something Spider-Man who's well out of college. And it's good to return Spider-Man back to his young roots in high school. But I also appreciate that we got to skip over the origin story. Everyone knows the Spider-Man origin story. Let's just move past it. They made a really wise decision doing that. I also love the extended cast of characters. I love Spider-Man's friends that they add. Um, I think they have really good takes on some existing characters. And I think the departure they made from the comics on those characters is really smart. I like the new updated version of Flash Thompson, for example. That's exactly what kind of an idiot bully would look like in in 2017 high school. He's not going to be uh, the big massive jock. He's going to be that version of Flash who's on the, you know, academic teams and is kind of full of himself. Uh, that was a really, really smart decision. Of course, the friend Ned is very, very good. And, of course, Michael Keaton as the villain in, in The Vulture was a, a master stroke in, in casting. So, very excited to see more from, you know, Tom Holland as, as Peter Parker as Spider-Man. This is a fan-fantastic outing. And honestly, I'm as surprised as you are that this movie is not my number one film of the year. Definitely just goes to show how good the movies are this year. So, moving on from here, let's get into my number two movie, which is... John Wick Chapter 2. Now, I love the first John Wick movie. It is a fantastic revenge action movie. Uh, if, you, if you like movies like that that are just popcorn and watch someone just take revenge on a bunch of people for two hours, John Wick is your movie. But I liked it because it went a little bit further than that, and it, it hinted at, it gave you little bits and pieces of a larger mythos in the John Wick world. For example, they introduce you to the Continental, the hotel where all of the hitmen like John Wick can come, can hang out, and can socialize, but you can't do business at the Continental. It was this, this rule that everyone followed, everyone in the underworld knew about the Continental and knew to follow its, its rules. So I like that they gave you just a little bit there and hinted at kind of a deeper story and a deeper um, history in the world. John Wick Chapter 2 dives headfirst into that deeper history to give you even more story, even more uh, glimpse into the underworld and how they do business, into their economy even, into how they um, settle their debts between each other. And it goes, it goes very off the deep end on that stuff in, in the best way possible. 
And of course, it's another really great revenge movie. So if you really like seeing John Wick kick butt for, for two hours, it's going to satisfy on that front as well. But again, I really love the little world they've built with John Wick, and I cannot wait for the next one to see what more craziness they add. Finally, that brings us to my number one movie of the year, and that is The Big Sick. Again, a much different movie than the rest of my list, but easily my favorite movie of the year. The Big Sick is, uh, is written by Kumail Nanjiani and his wife Emily, and, uh, and I, I really like those, those two people. And this is the movie based on their actual love story, which is certainly a weird one. Uh, Kumail is Pakistani, and of course, Emily is white. And after they were dating for a while, uh, they, she fell into a coma. She got sick and fell into a coma, which is, which is really crazy. So in the movie and in real life, he kind of falls for her while she is out out in a coma while she's not actually around and in the movie it's a really really cool story because uh he he gets to meet her parents and they initially you know can't stand him because in the movie they they break up right before she falls into a coma but then he wins over her parents and like that meeting and that interaction is really great and you know the because he's pakistani the interactions with his parents where you understand that they really love him but there are all these traditions and rules that they are also abiding by. It was really cool to see that angle, which we don't normally get to see in a Western film. But overall, it is a really, really unique love story that is both very, very funny and also very, very sad. It's the only movie in recent memory that I laughed as much as I cried in, uh, and it, it, is, it is expertly written. You 100% believe the chemistry between these two characters. It feels very real. Uh, it feels very real to life, and it feels very current and modern. And just fantastic performances all the way around. Every single person in this movie uh, puts on an absolute acting tour de force. So The Big Sick is definitely my movie of the year. Really, really good. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. You will love it. So that's going to do it. That is my uh, top 10 movies of the year. If you have any movies that didn't make my list but that you loved, let me know about them. I would love to hear them. Add it as a comment, tweet me, uh, post on my Facebook wall, send me an email. Uh, I, you know, this part of the doing this is is exploration and finding things that we missed. So I'd love to hear the things that you enjoyed for this year. Make sure that you like Pretty Dece on Facebook, Facebook.com/PrettyDeceShow, and tweet me at PrettyDeceShow. Send me all those movie recommendations that you have. Finally, visit prettydeeshow.com. You can find all of the past videos there. I'll be back tomorrow for another daily episode. In the meantime, make sure you hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you are listening or watching on so you never miss any of the content.